From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome in to the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod and over at uh, TikTok. Now let's crack open a cold beer and let's get after it. Today we've got a tasty looking beer from Black Horse Brewery, Vanilla Cream Ale. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super excited about it. Something you didn't mention right there in the little intro. This is episode 69. Nice. Nice. Right? Yeah, That's uh, who would have thought that we may. I think. I think we may shut down the show after that. We just never thought we'd make it right yeah. here. I guess maybe go all the way to episode 420. Or and then boom, we just start doing 69.1, yeah, 69.2. And then once of, it gets to like 69.69, then we jump straight to episode 420. Boom. Even if it doesn't match, yeah. match up. I'm in. I'm yeah. interested in that a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all right, before we get started, we do want to say uh, happy Pride Month to everyone uh, in, in the LGBTQIA plus community. Uh, you know, so today we've got some news uh, in and out of the NHL. We got our playoff coverage. We've got our joke of the week. A lot of dogs out of work. Uh, <sighs> Chihuahuas are taking them jobs. This uh, is uh, this is you know it's one of our sadder jokes yeah. of the week. By the way, sorry Very to interrupt tasty. you. Yeah, this beer though. Yeah. This beer though, for sure. I'm I'm digging I'm on it. It. Uh, it. It and I think it could just be that we just got done. Chugging some steel reserve. It, everything, everything tastes yeah. uh, tastes good by comparison. But, uh, we, uh, are, but yeah. we start off our summer of Bond boom, uh, with Doctor No. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Uh, we got our questions from the internet, and what are we binging? Of course, what's snapping our stick? Don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver uh, to get all the merchandise you need. Check us out on Patreon to support the show. We're going to start pumping some more stuff out on there. June 26th, our live recording at Tailgate Brewery headquarters with Paul and Zach McCann. Thanks, Paul. Looking forward to that. We are sharing up the details. Actually, I'm texting with uh, Zach McCann right now. Uh, how are you this week, buddy? Uh, great, man. What a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. Obviously, you know, got to take a little bit of the time through that weekend to uh, appreciate the reason for for the particular holiday. But fantastic crawfish boil you threw man i know you were a little upset about it didn't go exactly as bobby wanted it to yeah, go some but technical difficulties bobby bobby doesn't roll with the punches well okay he is he gets very set in his ways and the things that way that things should go i heard nothing but good things from all, well, all of the guests everybody had a great time i know you were a little frustrated with it but bro it was a super fun time we had a had a blast Followed uh, up by a great day at the Renfest. Yeah, the oh my goodness, such a good day at the Renfest. Uh, you we know, got some I, dope new toys. I'm probably gonna get you know fired from my fake job for it, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean the joust was great. Uh, you know, uh, uh, your sister's boyfriend's daughter had never been to the Renfest and she had a great time. I'm really glad about that because we're just grown adults and we could really drink anywhere. Yeah. But uh, but for to maybe. Per- get a little love for the Ren Fest from the uh, from the younger crowd. I ho- I'm glad that she had a good time. Yeah. So it was uh, fun to see Larkin yeah. enjoying all of the the Ren Fest uh 
I mean, I guess we really enjoyed yeah. it a lot, of, <laughs> a lot, a little too much, if we're being honest. But, uh, but yeah, the Ren Festival is awesome. I'm really glad we got to go. Uh, always good to see uh, Mama Paula. I know that she uh, listens to the podcast pretty frequently, so shout out to her. Uh, but yeah, man, I had a great week, great weekend. How about yourself, man? Any uh, anything good, fun? man? You know, we we pretty much spent the weekend together doing yep. our stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, the Renfest was a lot of fun. Got myself a, a dope ass Claymore sword. Yeah, you did. I got. And hey, shout out to you again. I, I feel like I'm saying this way too often. I usually don't uh, give you any appreciation, but you bought me the dopest helmet for my birthday, bro. I'm <laughs> uh, I'm officially a Roman soldier yeah. at this point. I mean, point. your birthday's after mine. But I, I saw know. it and I was like, this is the one like this I'm not gonna be this, I'm not gonna find this again. Right. You're not gonna yeah. I mean yeah. it's legit. Uh so so thank you for that. You think um, uh TSA will let us no. check in our stuff on no. <laughs> But if we just tell them, hey, look, we're law enforcement. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, see, I have a carry permit for this sword. This is uh yes, I'm I'm actually here protecting you know, Pontius Pilate here. So. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, let's jump straight into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. All right. Starting off with, uh, we've got our Vesna trophy finalists. We've got Philip Grubauer, Mark Andre Fleury, Andre Vasilevsky, and is there anyone with now? I know that there are only three people who can make it. Is it, who do you think? Obviously, there's always going to be more than three who everyone will, uh, you know, got to disagree. I think everyone agrees on two of these at least. Um, who do you think is now? I do want to. This is Mark Andre Fleury's first nomination. Obviously, living in Nashville, a lot of people think Soros should have gotten it, gotten a nod. Honestly, I he think did, that he started, he off, started too off too late. late. But honestly, <clears throat> I am. I, I, it's hard to argue with these three, but I think that. It, it, it is sad that there's only three because I think Connor Halibut should have at least gotten looked gotten, at, gotten the nod for sure. Uh, I, I can definitely agree with Hellebuck. I agree with you on Soros, though. I mean, Soros had an amazing last half of the season, but uh, you know, half of a season does not a Vesna make. Uh, so, yeah. um, as much as I would have loved to see him there in this group, I think it's a uh, uh, a toss up between Grubauer and Vassy. Uh, I think Vassy deserves it. I think he got robbed last year. Grubauer didn't really get to play the full season, right? He was injured at the beginning of the season. I mean, Vassy's yeah. a pretty consistent, uh, I guess, consistent guy. I don't think I'd be disappointed if Grubauer got it, but I would be a little surprised. I think Vassy had the best season in my mind, personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. I think it's. Uh- I, I think it's his, uh, you that, know, the, the most surprising of what you just said, though, is that this is Flurry's first I ever, I was first ever nominations. That. Yeah, that's a that was a super surprising. Sorry, yeah. Flurry. I don't think you I don't think this is your year if we're being yeah. honest. I mean, uh, God, it's so crazy. Imagine where Pittsburgh would be if they still had him. I mean, and, and if you just look at his career path. It is a weird career path that his, he has yeah. taken. I mean, multiple times he's been the problem is he to needs a to second be, goaltender. It's almost like the he problem is he needs to be stabbed in the back yeah. in order to uh, in order yeah. to. Uh, uh, I, do, I remember that, that and, picture. Yeah, and maybe it was your sword that stabbed <laughs> yeah, him. Honestly, maybe. Uh, you know, it's a long game. He, he he it just feels like he needs to be slighted in order to play his best hockey. And if they would have kept him and let uh, uh, Matt Murray go. 
I don't think that he would have been yeah. would have been had that same yeah. motivation. Maybe that's why they bench him for game one. Maybe so. Because Robin maybe Leonard so. got slaughtered out yeah, there. Yeah, he did. I mean, to be fair, maybe that's why they did it because he's like he's going to be a Vesna <laughs> yeah. candidate. Can't let his head get too big. Oh my goodness! Uh, and they were probably like, Colorado. Oh. Colorado is just they so are, good. Man. They look like a men playing with boys out there. They do. It looks like they're playing high school teams. Yeah, and it's and it's not even funny. They're just so much faster than and, everybody else and I, and you know and i joked you know on the fantasy show last week about how they could be the first team to go 16 and 0 and while i still think that's an insane feat not going to happen it's like every game that they're playing it's like well may- maybe well maybe w- william hill had some some pretty decent odds for them to for colorado to win in five games or less and i was like well i'll throw a little bit of money on it and after game one, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm like licking my lips over here, yeah. man. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm blown away. Yeah. Before we move on, there is something I wanted to show you, uh, you know, and I, I got this made this weekend. I agree with Stephen A. Smith so much. <laughs> oh, this is one of the few. You usually catch like really bad things that I say that you can't use that often because like it's really contextual and like what we could get completely canceled for. This is a funny one. Yeah. And, you know, it's not it doesn't hurt anybody, but we all know. But we all know that I don't feel yeah. that way, and so I love that one. I think that uh, I think that that one's gonna be a staple of the. Uh, yeah. g- give it to me one more time, just so I can I can hear it. I agree with Stephen A. Smith so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're gonna use that one against me, aren't you, bud? <laughs> just wait until Stephen A. does something like he gets canceled oh, <laughs> for no. something. I oh, know this is yeah. yeah. This would be like the, like right now it seems harmless, but like just like if ten years ago I had one that says I agree with Bill Cosby so much. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know I think that one is super funny, and I will allow usage of the of the. <laughs> Of that particular one. <laughs> All right. Ryan Reeves suspended two games for his, uh, I guess, not, not not even a dirty hit because it was like more. It was just like the bullshit he did against Ryan, uh, against Ryan Graves. Uh, it has come out. He he somehow pulled up like a bunch of his hair out. And Reeves actually admitted to he's like, yeah, I did end up pulling a bunch of his hair. And like, yeah, he his gloves never came That's off. Super That's impressive, difficult. Dude. Dude. It's impressive. You should. It, it, Graves should have got suspended two games for getting his hair pulled out with somebody with gloves on. So he suspended two games. Now, honestly, I, I, I liked what Evander Kane had to say on Twitter, which is like, you know, Vegas, it doesn't really affect Vegas as him not being in. They should the punishment for him and the team should be he has to play 20 minutes every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Evander Kane. He just has money on Colorado right now. That's that's what it is. He's like, okay, I really have got to dig myself out of this hole. Yeah, it was funny on Twitter. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you want to you, you want to talk about something? Because all of Twitter is now going to roast you. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, you're just an easy target at this point. Like, even if you get your finances in order, nobody forgets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody's ever going to forget that you uh, basically... Because of gambling debts, owe a lot of money to a lot of people. Like, <laughs> all right, let's move it outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Another crazy NBA fan gets there's banned. Been so in many, yeah. There's this been guy, so many. He dude. charged the now this one. You know, a lot of the other ones was like 
Oh, that's that's horrible. This one's more online. Like if this was the only one of the guy running out onto the the court, it's like, all right, that's not like malicious intent. It's just the fans looking for attention. But when you combine it with all the other ones, you know, players getting spit on, people throwing water bottles, uh, you know, it, it it's not a good look. And frankly, guys, come on, we, we are they finally let us back into arenas. Don't act a fool. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it is absurd. And my favorite part about this, yeah, they're you know wanting them to press charges and all that stuff. There ain't nothing worse than them getting banned from their arena and their season tickets revoked. Yeah. You know, that's my favorite part about it because that hurts them way more than uh, than them getting charged with a crime that'll eventually be dropped later on down the road. In my mind, I mean, just so many the guy that don't popcorn on Russell Westbrook, the dude that spit on Trey Young. I mean, it's just, you're a grown up, you know, you're a grown man. Like, is this really, like, I love sports more than, more than most people. And I could just never imagine like smack talking, smack talk them all you want. You know, like that's, that's, that's part of the game in my mind for that player. But when you start getting physical, start throwing stuff, start spitting yeah. on people, look, you're you're not being a good sports fan, yeah. and you deserve everything that you get. Um, you know, and I will say, I'm actually surprised that there hasn't been more fans running on the court about like because the fans are right on top of the court, like right. It's insane how cl- like you they, can reach out. So, so I'm really I'm, I'm surprised th- that there's not as many as there. We can think sports. we can thank Ron Artest for that. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. the malice at the palace showed. I would not be surprised if that starts happening again. Yeah. Honestly, you, you can only push these players so much until well, my favorite, they take matters into their own. Home. My I favorite know. part is Ron Artest didn't even beat up the right guy. Yeah. That's that was the real danger. I mean, that, but honestly, that's like the best thing. Because it's like, hey, if you act up everyone's getting beat. So it's like, you better watch the guy next to you. Well, you police your own people. I love Bill Burr's segment on that when he's talking about the mouse at the palace. And he's like, the guy, he runs up and he hits the wrong guy. But the guy's like, no, no, as you can see, I have my full beer. It wasn't me. <laughs> he's like, like he's trying to explain to Ron Artest as this, as this six foot 10, um, large, in shape man is running at you he's like trying to like oh no it's fine it's not me meta world peace like (laughs) chill (laughs) so i think that that's probably a lot of it is that you know it is so you know intense and so close-knit in in a basketball stadium whereas football it's like you know got folks all around it's just really hard to kind of tell whereas basketball arenas are you can see that guy coming. Yeah. Like, look, man, if LeBron James, you can call him a crybaby all you want, but that's a large man that would that that if he decided he wanted to go off on you, he could. Yeah. So you know, uh, it would be a dope segment for like you know half times and stuff. Is you know how like a lot of stadiums they do like they pick like a random seat in the house and they might win like you know a hundred bucks or a free cookie. They get like, fought. They yeah, random seat in the house. <laughs> it's like you get to fight Shaq or something. You but, get, if you but as long as you st- as long as you don't like you know take take you know take a fall you get like ten thousand dollars. Well, or even better, 
You don't even have to win. They get they get permission in every NBA stadium at that point to throw stuff, spit on people if you want. You know, like you get to do whatever you want in NBA stadiums at that point, but you just got to be able to take that punch, yeah. that first punch. Because they can do that in all sports. Start doing it like in boxing and UFC. Just saying. like It's like, all right, who's the lucky person today? And it's like this eight-year-old kid. And it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> it's like Shaq would destroy an eight-year-old <laughs> yeah. kid, dude. No question in my mind. Or it's like, you know, they do that. It's like, oh, well, I guess your parent has to fight an alley parent's like, oh. oh my goodness. Like, I this no, ain't even my kid. No, I'm just I'm babysitting. So sorry. I'm not even supposed to be here. I was the guy that threw popcorn like, on I, Russell I, Westbrook. Like, I'm not their guardian. I'm just <laughs> I, I was the guy that was supposed to I, I threw I threw popcorn at Russell Westbrook. So I'm I'm not even supposed to be here yeah. technically. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh Virginia holds off Maryland to win the lacrosse national championship. While I was watching this. Uh, I read some comments and it was like, you know, lacrosse fights are dope. And I'm thinking like, all right, maybe like fights that you kind of like break out. Lacrosse of uh, fighting is allowed Legit. in lacrosse straight up. And I was like, I watched some videos and it's like, it's not like hockey where there's like a code. It's a melee. Yeah. They can I mean, do like wrestling moves. They're suplexing each other, taking each other's knees out. I was dope. watching one college game where like fans got involved and the ref's <laughs> nice. like, all right. And you see like one, like this dude is just running out there full speed and starts knocking people out. You want to know it's my wild. You, you want to know my favorite part. You put this on the dock. But you put the abbreviation for lacrosse, which is LAX, and I didn't even think about it. I was like, all I read was, right, I was like, just found out fighting's allowed in LAX, and I was like, dope. (laughs) You could just square up and in the middle of the airport, dude, like, that really is the wild, wild west. But I'm bringing this 12-ounce bottle of lotion on. Yeah, I mean, lacrosse is dope. It's something that I wish I was into more, and it was yeah. more available. I played it a bit as a kid, and it's, I mean, I remember I was playing goalie, and you're just allowed, like, goalies in lacrosse. You slap play. people with your sticks you and ha- stuff, There was, right? like, nothing you can do. To, I remember there was, like, I was bored, and, like, they were, they were fighting for the ball maybe 30 yards away, and I was bored. I just went full steam ahead and just uh blindsided this guy knocked him down totally cool and it was like acceptable yeah because yeah, as long as you hit him in the ear hole and not in the head back of the head it's fine it's, that doesn't like i feel like you said it and it just didn't make any more sense than when you said it like <laughs> that sounds horrible but and then I just, but they're not allowed to hit me I, now I, I can initiate even outside of yeah. your area yeah they're no. like no so i just walk back to my that's go- garbage <laughs> that's garbage they should have been able to wreck you with those sticks dude <laughs> hey bob any no hitters this week actually no yes boom that's the first time since i've invented this little tiny segment that i've been able to be happy about it it's the comeback bro the comeback okay <laughs> like i'm uh i'm gonna win this i'm, I'm right on the cusp of yeah, losing I mean, it you might yeah i'm I mean, right on the cusp of losing it and all you need is one more to not lose yeah. okay i need not two more to for me to not lose so yeah. I'm losing this, man. I'm done. I'm done. But I'm glad to be able to finally ask and it not have yeah. happened yet. So, <laughs> all right, let's move in our uh, playoff coverage for the week. Our round one wrap up, uh, any of which are just updates since last week. Tampa ha- uh, beat the Panthers four to two in the series. Islanders beat the Pens. Montreal takes down leaves in game seven. <laughs> Vegas beats uh, Minnesota in game seven. And Carolina beats the Preds in game six. What a great round of great hockey. Round. Before we go over and talk a little bit about it, round two matchups uh, as of Tuesday recording. 
Islanders are tied 1-1 with the Bruins. That's going to be a good series. Yeah, it is. Avs lead 1-0 against Vegas in dominant fashion. I believe they won that game 7-1. Yeah, and I think they're going to, I think that I heard word that they're just going to make it 2-0 so they don't don't have to embarrass Vegas further. (laughs) Uh, Lightning lead 1-0 over the Canes. Game two is tonight. Jets Habs game one on Wednesday, which is last night as of release. Uh, man, I it, the playoffs are looking good. Yeah, they are. They're, they so absolutely much are. I'm 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 excited for this round for sure. What would you say is? I mean, I think I think so far the Islander Pens was the best yes. uh, matchup from round one, and Islander Bruins is looking like the best matchup from round two. Yeah, I mean the the those teams are are pretty dominant, uh, both of them, and kind of have different play styles. So those that's really fun. Leading into round two, I would say I would have said Avs Vegas, but if game one was any indication of the series we're gonna get, it is not gonna be yeah, uh, the I, best series. I just don't think Vegas has the star power or the firepower. I'm li- really looking forward to Lightning Canes. I think that's gonna be a good series. Uh or or could not be. Lightning yeah. could go out there and sweep no problem. But from from round one I think it's hard to argue with uh, with the Habs Leafs, you know, going yeah. all the way to game seven, Montreal coming back from three one. Uh, I mean, so there was a stat that it looks like the Habs are going to avoid that. I believe it was when a team that swept goes up against a team in this in the second round or any round after the first one, obviously, when a team who swept four or I guess last year, three, whatever, goes against a team that went the full five or seven games. Uh, the team that went the full seven games uh, are, are five for the last five, okay. which is a, you know, there's not, it doesn't well, happen. Somebody too should often. tell Colorado. Yeah. So <laughs> which tells me that, that <laughs> those odds aren't great for the Habs. No, it's no, definitely not. And the I Habs know, or because the, the Habs went seven and the Jets swept. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. So I, I, I so uh, the odds are not great for the Jets. No, because the team that went yes, sorry, because the Jets yeah. swept. Yep, yeah, yeah, good correction. Uh, yeah, so the odds are not great for the Jets either. No, man, the Jets. The Jets I think that's going to be a good series. Yeah. yeah, honestly, like now, if you ask me, I think that on paper the Jets are just the better team. I think that from was what I saw in round one. But honestly, the, the Habs show that they can dig deep and yeah. be that team that we thought they would be in the preseason. I think that, that, that they the, were in like the first month of, of the regular season. I think that was the problem with teams playing the Habs is that they were constantly underestimated. Yeah. And now we sit here and they're a good team that could obviously move on to the yeah. next round. Absolutely. It also helps that the Leafs are just cursed. Yeah, the, Le- the, the curse uh, is for real. But the Jets Habs, I mean, I would not be surprised if either of these teams moved on. Yeah. I mean, the Jets definitely looked like the better team. But I mean, we, I, either one, I feel bad for whoever leaves the North because I think that they're going to get dominated by whatever team they go against outside of the North. We'll see. I mean, we will absolutely see. Uh, it, it, it will just depend. But I mean, I, four good playoff series that we have coming up. I'm I'm very excited to. I honestly, I think that the Lightning are gonna are not gonna make this as good of a series as I'm hoping it's gonna be. I think they're gonna I dominate. It. I, I think the Canes. Are, I, I I think Lightning get it in six. I think the Canes are going to make it look good, though. I, I, I hope so, because I want good hockey at this point with no real, you know, no real rooting. I mean, I'm going to root for the Habs because that's my you know second team there. But but uh, I mean, I don't know. I think the Lightning are 
have a lot of the similar skill set to the Preds, but are faster and can score more easily. So and I think their goaltending is a little bit more reliable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Soros, I mean, Vassy yeah. is uh, is great. So I'm hoping and, that this and they're, and they're expensive guys actually show up to play. Right, exactly. It also now, helps that they have like a twenty million dollar team. To be that they're fair, way over the cap. To be fair to the stars of the Preds, I feel like they did show up this year. It's hard. I to, don't think Forsberg showed up for not enough. Yeah. He did not show up enough. But uh, but a guy like Duchesne that we have consistently been hounding, I feel like he earned his money in yeah. the postseason. I mean, the the Canes were a tough team yeah. that we uh, that yeah. we. But to to win the Stanley Cup, you're you can't just say okay, well this guy showed up, but this guy did. When you're talking about guys who make so much money, sure, there needs to be a consistent. They're showing like you know the Lightning, their guys are consistent showing up. You know, yeah, well they have superstars on their team, and I yeah. wouldn't classify anyone yeah. on the. Preds also, when you get a fresh superstar, he just exactly. plugs into the lineup. Exactly, like I would never classify Duchesne or Forsberg as superstars, I would classify them as great hockey players. You know, whereas Kucherov and Point and yeah, Stamkos yeah. and Hedman are superstars. I, I, I think Philip Forsberg gets put in, as far as the the way the NHL media talks about it, they consider Forsberg one of those guys. Well, then tell them to tell him. Okay? Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think what happens is like, yeah, his highlight reel is great, but that highlight reel, you I know, is not as long as some of those other guys. I think reel. that his highlight reel is also part of his problem is that he's always trying to make highlights instead yeah. of being just being a great hockey player yeah. that makes great plays. He's always trying to be on the highlight reel. And yeah. when he's just out there to play, he's one of the most dominant guys on the ice. No question. I feel like he feels like playing in Nashville, he has to show up that next guy to be considered a superstar. When guys like Crosby and Malkin and, you know, to an extent, uh, you know, McDavid, not in the playoffs, but they just go out there and make great plays that turn into highlights, whereas they're not going out there to attempt to make highlights. Does that make sense? Yeah. And there was actually something that they were saying, like, you know, when the NHL tweeted that, you know, we're at the beginning of the second round and Ovechkin, Crosby, Matthews, Forsberg, and uh, Tarasenko are all not in the playoffs at this point. So, yeah. and I, I mean, I honestly, at this point in time in 2021, I would almost argue that of those guys, Tarasenko is the odd duck out for 2021. Because I think he, Fair. I mean, he had one goal, but like it wasn't well, until the should. last game of the series and he had zero shots on goal until the well, last game of the and series. and he was hurt most of the season. Yeah. He didn't come in until late. So it's hard to blame a guy with a long-term injury like that that didn't get the conditioning that all the other players got to, you know, to uh, show his show his stuff. I mean, of those guys. Yeah. And he was really injured, not the, Kucherov injured all season. Of, the, of those guys, he's won the cup the most recently, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, so it's hard to argue sure. argue with that point. But, but uh, you know, I mean, it's nice to hear that Forsberg is put into those, you know, in categories with these guys. But I don't feel like he he's yet to show why yeah. he deserves uh, yeah. to uh, be honestly, in Honestly, I agree group. with you. I, I'm, I agree with you full heartedly. Uh, before we move on, I didn't really bring on the doc. I do want to talk about what are your opinions on the lightning being, you know, 
pulling the it's definitely not illegal in the sense of if it's not illegal exactly then i'm okay but with do it. you like it though do you do you think yes. do you think that it but do you think that that rule should be changed for the future or? yes yes it should be changed but if it's not if it's not changed yeah then i'm playing not, by the yeah, rules and here's is the thing. okay i'm not mad at tampa for doing what they're doing with the salary cap what i'm upset about is other teams not doing it like they are yeah you're here agreed. to win a cup agree if it's if it's not explicitly saying you can't do it then what is your issue doing it like just do what do what they're it's doing like the unwritten rules in yeah. baseball like bro if it's not written down then it's not a rule yeah okay i don't care what you have to say basketball you know you don't dunk when you're way up like well that third string guy that never gets to play gets a chance to dunk it uh dunk it don't yeah, be a crybaby and if you know and it's not like kucherov has has been ready for half the season and they're just like holding him back he was like ready closer to the end and it was like okay this is in the rules we can do this let's wait and I, yeah. I, I i you know i'm i will never fault anybody for following yeah, the rules of the game the goal is to win the stanley cup exactly i mean there there have been teams who have done sketchier things and won a cup and nobody actually ever really cares about the asterisk or exactly. bs like that like the astros still have that still have that championship yeah no I mean, and so if the astros can keep their the, championship the no you could do just about anything at the end of the day and they the, literally cheated you know and they admittedly cheated <laughs> they admitted they yeah. cheated they admitted they broke the rules which is different to me they shouldn't be able to keep their championship but we're saying the tampa didn't break yeah, the rules. They didn't, it's not the even a loophole. They just followed the rules. Followed the rules of the game. Yeah, I'm 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 a hundred percent on board with that. I don't like the well, it's you know, we shouldn't do it. <laughs> then write it down. Y'all got a whole list of rules. I mean, there was literally a play where Tolvanen in the Pred series got popped in the face by Ekholm. And then got popped in the face by Sveshnikov. And because they argue, they called the double minor for the blood, but then they reviewed it and, well, Ekholm hit him first. Yeah. And so then he doesn't get any penalties. Like, how can you prove that yeah. Ekholm's stick was what made him bleed? They put just about everything under the sun in the rule book. So exactly. there is no there is no room for unwritten you want rules. it to be a rule. Make it a rule. Yeah. I don't play that unwritten rules garbage. We live in an age where if it ain't written down, then it's not a rule. 100 percent. All right, let's move into our joke of the week. The weird Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. Drug sniffing police dogs forced into early retirement as recreational marijuana becomes legalized. And I do want to clarify, early retirement is not a euphemism for euthanization. Then they should really realize how they wrote this article because follow At least I, I don't think it is. Follow, uh, it, probably not, but, but, but the way they listen to this line in the article, pretty high up, following a trend in other states where legalization has led to canines being put out to pasture earlier than planned. Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, it. I... Hopefully they're not murdering these dogs, but it doesn't not sound like they aren't at this point uh, with the with what I've read so far. It is, uh, you know, I mean, 
we're in a in a desperate time in our country right now where you know a lot of people have been affected by this pandemic and uh i mean what is virginia doing they're just uh they're just ruining careers of people and that's uh that's a little unfortunate to me you i mean you know you train these dogs and you know i'm sure they get they're getting a pension and they're, i mean you know what about these dogs families okay that's what i've got to say about it uh, i'm uh, i'm blown away that they're just kicking these guys to the curb get them a desk job or something you know like <laughs> There's got to be something that they can do. I have uh, I have no words for the immense displeasure that I have for these dogs I'm, being I'm fired. I'm reading down. They're doing a segment on one of the specific dogs, and the dog's name is Kilo. That's like, you know, that's a little too on the nose. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, it, I mean, it's it, honestly, if we're being being honest, this is a great story. You know, like this is finally where like maybe we can actually get the things that are actually destroying the country yeah. and uh and work about that work on those things. Like that's a I mean, it, canines were always crazy to me because, you know, they're they, just going to listen yeah. to their owners anyway. Yeah, so. it says in Massachusetts, where, uh, where recreational marijuana became legal in 2016, the Quincy Police Department shifted two dogs from drug detection to patrol work, then retired them about 18 months later. In my head, I like to think that they're just on patrol work without an owner. They're, they're right, just, they're they're just, just patrolling like just by themselves they're in just a uniform. Walking just walking down the street like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. That's uh, that's an open container. I'm not, <laughs> not going to write you up because, you know, then that's a whole lot of paperwork yeah. for me. But put your vodka yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I see you're, you have a kitten with you. I'm going to need to see that kitten's papers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure like, a lot dog, of the, that dog's a little racist against cats. If, <laughs> if my understanding <laughs> is correct uh, of these of the canine, like when you are a canine officer, like generally those officers they live with the dog. That's like their dog, right? I'm not. I believe so. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, that, you yeah. can't just like put them back in a kennel like at home. Like they, you know, they like the dogs bond go with to their these own officers. Home. Without any, or just they have their own sure, home. their wife and their yeah, kids they were, yeah. and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so drug trafficker uh, Lieutenant Bob Gillen said the department's canine unit supervisor said that drug traffickers quickly figured out how to raise doubt about the legality of a search by a dog trained to detect marijuana. Do you think that is because that it has been uh, proven that you guys can just make them? Yeah. hit on anything because you're their owner yeah. and they want I always to thought please it, I always you. always thought it was the craziest thing. It's like that's like literally if they just had like a beeper, like a little yeah. clicker. It's like oh, click, click. Like and you'll like watch the videos and like they'll just tap at something and the dog will mark it. Like it's like I gotcha now. Like yeah. I mean and it's one of those things like you could just roll up and say oh well I smell marijuana in the car it's time and then there may be no marijuana in the car and it's like, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> Have a good day. Like, it, I, from what I've heard, it's it's you know the marijuana thing is just a massive excuse to be able to get in your car if they want to. Oh, hundred percent. So, uh, so I'm you know I'm very sad that these guys are getting fired. I tried finding it was important. Uh, it was a couple like two or three years ago. There was an article like that the Onion wrote about it. It was a, a fake article about how because of these now all these dogs all these police dogs are getting put down. 
Like, and <laughs> some uh, super anti-marijuana uh, congressman or, or senator like reposted it and was like see this is what the liberal media liberal media hates dogs and is wanting to put dogs down Murder. simply so that potheads can get high <laughs> and that's exactly how i read the law <laughs> but but it is good i mean like you, you know if you want to train a dog to be able to smell crack cocaine like I mean, it is America and freedom, but like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I like, know, I man. I've heard it. that sniffing crack can really take you down a bad rabbit hole. It, well, I mean, uh, down a, a dog, uh, down a bad doghouse is, <laughs> is what I think you meant. But, uh, but yeah, they, they have, I mean, because they can't train these, they have to train completely new dogs that don't even hit on marijuana. Yeah. Because, I mean, there you just get also, to question, it says it costs $15,000 to get and train one of these canines. That seems like a suit. Like, listen, I am not a. I don't know, but it seems like a high price point. That seems high, but I mean, thinking fifteen thousand dollars, like you per have dog? to have the dog. I mean, the time, which what it's probably including is like the time of the trainers to yeah. train it, and I mean, I would imagine they go through training for about six months or so, give or take. I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, everything is way overpriced in terms of that. I mean, that sounds. I mean, it sounds high, but I mean, we have senators that are getting, you know, $600,000 per year to decorate their office. So yeah. it's, does it really sound high, like comparatively speaking? Yeah, I didn't like, say I'm surprised. I'm not yeah, surprised it so, costs that much. Uh, but all right. Uh, moving to our pop culture segment. It is the beginning of the summer of Bond. Boom, boom, boom. We are starting off with 1962's the first installment of uh, adaptation of Ian Fleming's books. It is Dr. No. It had. Sean Connery, some other people, other folks, other folks, and Jamaica and J- Jamaica. I mean, Kingston. It was yeah. pretty involved. Hun- the CIA was Honey in Rider. It. The CIA was was, was yeah. in it. You know, yeah. uh, honestly, your first question is thoughts. It was a lot better than I expected 100%. a movie from 1962 to be. Yeah, it, for sure. The, That's my number yeah. one thought. Yeah, Ob- obviously things that you would expect. That didn't that wouldn't hold up. Didn't hold up. The you know the special exactly. effects, all the driving scenes were. Oh, they were great. real bad. They were the driving scenes were the absolute worst. Yeah, they, there I was mean, one where you could tell it was like a rolling like screen behind them. Well, and like you know a car, there was a car crash at one point, and you could very clearly see there was no one in the car. Yeah, you know? so like. Um, it was uh that that obvious, but I mean it's 1962, yeah. so like it's hard to yeah. fault and, a but, movie. But honestly, for that. when you look at it, though, so I did some quick research. It actually had an incredible because it was the first one. It had an incredibly low budget, lower than any comparable movie to that. So when you consider that, it had about half of you know because it was a summer blockbuster. It had about 50 percent of the uh average summer blockbuster budget. So when you take that into account, it, it it wasn't. I don't think it was that bad for all things considered. There was some weird things, you know. Listen. Uh, like, for example, the decontamination scene, mm-hmm. there was very clearly like a, a scene where like it would have you could tell that like they the actress had like uh, she was supposed clothes to be naked clothes. On, and it was like, like I was like, yeah. that's very clearly underwear. And it's like, I don't care. But yeah. it's like and, and like I'm not saying oh it should definitely be nudity, but it's like you if you're going to do that, cover it up with the towel, like did cover it up because that's this continuity sure. issue. Well, uh, I mean, they didn't care. Yeah. About that well, also, then. I read is that when it came out, because it because of the low budget, it wasn't the it, the film was so grainy when it came out that you you wouldn't have noticed that. But because it's been remastered in like Blu-ray and 4K and all that stuff, 
all those things that you wouldn't have noticed, you notice now. I have uh, I have been very uh, I was pleased with Sean Connery. Yeah. And I think he's very not Sean Connery esque in the first one. So we'll kind of see as it continues and we'll watch more. But it it is always I'm so used to Sean Connery from the Indiana Jones movies. Right. That he like that's who in like Hunt for October. Like this is not like what who I watched to me wasn't Sean Connery. Right. It was he did a really good job. I mean, to be fair, that the supporting actors were, you know, they left a lot to be desired is how I explained it to you. But again, it was very surprising that there was no parts in which I was like, "Ugh, this is yeah. bad. Like, this is a bad movie. They had like dumb thing. Like, there's the scene with, uh, as you brought up earlier, the scene with the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> that was clearly a truck. <laughs> and like, you know, like people yeah. have said this is a dragon. But like the yeah. only way that it would say it was a dragon was like the face yeah. on and, the truck. And again, this that very well could be that we are looking at it from a remastered version because possibly when it came out the the, the dark might have been like so dark that you didn't see the outline you only saw the eyes and the flame that could have been so sure. very well could have been like that uh but at the same time it's like come on like it, like like i said to you it's weird that these are educated people and their first their first thought is oh it's a mythical dragon it's a it's mythical not, dragon it couldn't be yeah. something else that a super villain that everyone kind of seems to know about is right. there everybody knows about the dude on the on <laughs> yeah. the on you know on the island or whatever but they're like no no yeah. no also it couldn't very be something weird to me him. that this is 1962 you're telling me the british government and the u.s government uh the u.s government isn't like oh there's nuclear there someone's dealing with a nuclear react right they're getting that they're getting that uranium they're getting the plutonium they're getting all that stuff from somewhere exactly you're telling me that we've literally not- used it already yeah. at this this point. is the this is in the middle of the cold war and nobody's and everyone's like oh i don't wonder where all this nuclear stuff is going this <laughs> they did my boy quarrel dirty though you know, they did him dirty. Oh, yeah. Like I said, he, they he burned him up. He's just like, mm, this bush is going to protect me from fire. I'm not going to move back. I got my <sighs> pistol. I know. Yeah. I mean, it was just like uh, there were there were parts like that that, you know, would never fly in a today's movie, but a very well done movie for the first installment of this. And I'm I'm really looking forward to yeah. the continuing. Yeah. I think for the next one's from Russia with love. I believe so. One I'm thing, more excited yeah. about that. Like one the, thing I did like was, you know, I didn't think that I would like Sean Connery as Bond. Obviously, his, his him as an actor was good, but I actually thought he played a very good uh, James Bond, where he had a good balance of suaveness, but also brutality. Yeah, like I he agree. didn't. He he wasn't like you know. You could tell he because he's a he's a he has a double O uh uh code design he's willing to do what it takes you know he he uses that license to kill he, he didn't use it as much as i was hoping that he would there was a couple of times where he like knocked a guy out and it was like yeah. you gotta kill that guy Yeah, it was <laughs> weird because at one point i think it's the guy who he like takes out in the water like they they conveniently pull the camera away to show not show him actually but it's like you just showed like three seasons <laughs> for him shooting a guy multiple times on the yeah. ground well my favorite one of my favorite parts of that was like when they were hiding in the in the water and like the one guy comes out from behind and he like breaks the guy's neck or whatever. And then the girl was like, why did you do that? Like, so we don't get caught. But then she talks about like stabbing people and stuff later on. It's like you. So you're cool with the murder. It was just not the guy that was going to catch you guys. there. I was just very confused by all all of that. So, uh, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I am. I'm looking forward to continuing. I do not know that, uh, he is going to be, 
going to rank higher up there on my bonds factor because I feel like, again, it kind of goes back to the newer movies that are yeah. more well done and Pierce Brosnan is going to be a, a smoother, more secret agency style. But we'll see because that was only the first one and I already have an immensely higher respect level for Connery's bond yeah. already. Yeah. Um, I'm sad that we have to wait to it. And like I didn't say on the top of the show, next week we will be on vacation. Oh, vacation. Yeah, yeah. So we, it'll be two weeks before we can talk about the next one, but I'm going to go ahead and watch it this week. Yeah. I'm going to try oh, to yeah. do two or three though. So yeah. we can try to start cranking cool. these yeah, down. Yeah. So do we so want to plan since it is two week, do at two, at least two, two and on then the next if one. We can do, if we can um, do three, yeah. then we so will. So what part, you know, obviously there was the cheesy bits. What part did you actually like the most from the movie? Uh, man, there were a couple of different things that I really enjoyed. Um, I really liked when he, you know, after the car chase scene, when he tricks the girl into, you know, leaving and then like tricks yeah. the guy to come over yeah. there and he's like waiting and he sets up the, you know, the vodka yeah. and then he sets up the fake thing and he's just playing solitaire with yeah. himself waiting to murder this cat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually really liked one of the first scenes where he arrives in Jamaica and he like immediately gets uh, like a sketch feeling. And yeah. then he like, ha and then he just goes with it and he like makes the guy like get away from him. Um, that, that was a pretty good scene. Yeah. There was a bunch of di different like parts that were really good. There was nothing in, in there that I really like was like, this is the worst. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. It honestly was like a better storyline than some stories we get now without the special effects and stuff. So I, I was pleased with that. I liked it when he met up with the CIA, you know, like that was pretty cool. Uh, so there was a lot of really yeah. good parts. Were to you it. expecting? So maybe just because movies have changed a little bit, I was fully expecting that CIA agent to betray him at some point. Did yeah. you also kind of expect that to happen? No, no, I never did because of the exact reason like movies need that nowadays. But then I didn't think that I was like a big portion of it. So yeah. I, I didn't see him being CIA coming, if we're being honest. Yeah. I thought he was one of the bad yeah, guys. At first, I, I thought that too. How he was going to get out of it. But then once he became CIA, because they had talked about it early on, then I thought, okay, cool. They're, they're good to go. I did. I thought he was going to be a bigger part of things. If we're being honest, not, uh, not betray him or anything like that. But uh, I'm, uh, I was very pleased. Uh, your next question, how does it hold up? Yeah. We kind of answered that. I mean, I, I think very well, yeah. very well All things considered. Uh, I mean, I think very well there. Are, if you were to look at other movies from that time, there were some movies that it's like, oh, that does. That just doesn't hold up at all. Right, exactly. Yeah. And kind of in the same part is obviously this is 1962. There were some, and not very overtly, but there was definitely some racist bits that you could see, uh, you know, uh, under the surface. And so, do you think that uh, in a, uh, this movie that some of those things can just be written off as I, products of its time, or do you think that I feel they like, should have known better on some of that stuff? No, I feel like they. I mean, they. Pro I mean, we could always say you could have you should have known better type of deal. But I don't feel like, I feel like it was just, it was never intended to be racist. It just happens. It was just happenstance. They were in Jamaica and it seemed more racist than it was actually ever yeah. intended to be. Like they could have gone a lot further with a lot of things that a lot of movies at that time did. I don't, I think that it, I think that it's, it, you know, I never want to, uh, you got to be very careful with yeah. how you phrase this. You never want to write it off, but I don't feel like that it was like overtly intended to be racist. Yeah. Just a, you know, uh, probably a bunch of 
white directors and producers and stuff that just didn't think about it like that. I, I, I felt like, especially being in Jamaica, it could have absolutely been... And I mean, in 1962, yeah. could have been done no yeah, problem. This, this came out the same year that Jamaica gained its independence from yeah. the uh, from the United Kingdom. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think that it. You know, they. they I'm I not going to say they didn't know, but I think that that played a little bit of a role in it. Well, and, I mean, Quarrel, the you know the the guy that was was his kind of teammate essentially. I mean, you have to imagine like he was a pretty leading actor at that time. Like he he had a lot of scenes and. I mean, you have to imagine that that racism didn't play a huge part in him being one of probably the biggest actors of the time playing in a James Bond movie like that. We'll kind of see, I guess, when we kind of see the next few that are pretty close after to see how they approach how they approach any type of racial thing. It's hard to gauge because it was in Jamaica at the time. Even and I don't want to write that off, but I think one of the things that stuck out more to me more than that is there was a lot of things that James Bond did with women that would never fly today. Sure. That, yeah, I feel like it was way more overtly sexist than it was, uh, he was is a creep. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, when he just like, you know, the, the, the girl that I was talking about, he like basically tricks her into, you know, I mean, she was willing, it wasn't like he, he raped the girl or anything, but like, he like, tricks her into banging him one more time before he <laughs> yeah. sends her to get arrested like i was like that's kind of creepy but you know like i expect even through some of today's stuff maybe not daniel craig version i, I don't know i expect a lot of uh of like sexualizing and sexist things yeah. from james bond yeah. i feel like or what's her name uh miss uh money uh the the miss assistant M- yeah like it was, he was great. Like she that was is a subordinate. It. Yeah, she was feeling, but she's also a subordinate. She was feeling it, but uh, but definitely weird. He like you know he would just like lean in and like kiss yeah. them, you know, like and again product of the time, but again super weird. Now that yeah. we're we're not in the time, and yeah. so it's twenty twenty one now, and this is like sixty some odd years ago, and like, it's like that was like he's probably, an HR nightmare. That was probably generally accepted, yeah. like you know, and like that's the worst part about it is like. It was nothing worse. It wasn't like horrendously horrendous, but like horrible enough to be you're like, you're like, eh, yeah, you know, I did find it very weird. So they literally he's like cool with like just being stranded out at sea just to get one more bone session. He just totally let his rope go. Like he was like dragging you in is like, no, he's like, I could take two seconds and tie this off because like we're we've got privacy anyway. Still. Yeah, we could still we could still bang. But like, nah, like I'm cool with being uh, exposed to the elements. Like the people are like, they have to turn around. They're like, damn it. He let go of the <laughs> yeah. rope again. Like we got to re-go back and find him. Like, yeah, I, uh, I will say one thing I don't like. He does not dress tactically for a situation. No, no tactile. Neck. No, there was not. A, there was not. A Starling one, Archer would be pissed. There was not at one point in which he went into a situation prepared. Yeah. He carried one gun. He had no tact. He had no, no. He goes tactics. to an island where he's going to have to fight a villain. He's like, I'm going to throw my boat shoes on and my polo. Yeah. And I love how they like made him give up his gun that he's always used. And he was just like. You got to use this one because the CIA uses it. And that well, was- I think it was because his gun. Well, they explained why, like his gun jammed and they needed like and there was obviously an issue with that. And I'm cool with that. I'm a Walther guy. I've got a couple. See, of Walthers. No, I mean, I'm, yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying like, 
I do wonder how much Walther paid for that for that. Uh, oh, right. For that advertisement. Well, like, and but you, but as a Beretta guy, you've got to be pissed. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it, though. I'm I'm really excited to continue this journey. And this really, you know how I am. If this would have been bad and I would have hated it, I would have just been complaining for 36 movies. Yeah. So, like, this has really set the stage well for uh, for the continuance of this. So yeah. you just know now that Summer of Bond is going to be great because I didn't hate the first one. Oh, show. <laughs> All right. Let's move into our questions from the Internet. What cartoon character would be absolutely terrifying if it existed in real life? For me, I, I think I have one that to me is a just and it's only because it's also the, one of the most popular Bugs Bunny. Dude, okay. he terrorizes that community of Looney Tunes. He does. And imagine if he was real, like he like just dropping pianos. Like, he would be a he would be public enemy number one. He absolutely would. I mean, you know, it's just some hunter just trying to hunt rabbits and stuff. And he's like murdering this yeah. guy, like pretty consistently. He uh, just he would just decimate the duck population. Yeah, I would say. I'd say Pikachu, dude. You know, super cute, like, you know, like, oh, we don't hate this guy. But like, you know, he just like walks around and electrocutes whatever he wants. Like that just feels See, like See, I feel like that would go a whole different direction. I feel like it would become Pikachu poaching would become a massive issue when people are just farming Pikachu's to create unlimited exactly. power and it would be a real problem well see this there would be a lot of sarah mclaughlin like commercials about saving the <laughs> pikachus and, you know locked up abroad <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that would definitely that would definitely be one for me i'm trying to think like anything i would say like a lot of the looney tunes characters though were i mean peppy Le Pew, he is like uh, i mean i'm pretty sure he became president <laughs> <laughs> he was like it was it's really weird of him he like yeah. molest that other that other skunk quite a bit like without want of it you know like that kind of weird he kind of weirds me out if we're being honest uh because skunks suck anyway yeah you know i mean just like as a general rule i want to know what was going through the people who created that like who thought it like that had to go through multiple people multiple board right. board of directors and they're like this works walt, this disney, works. walt disney was like hell yeah yeah, he's like screw French people. <laughs> that was that was the end of the meeting right there. He was like, "Well, you're wanting to name him. You're you're wanting to name him Skunky McSkunko, but like, let's name him a French name because yeah. forget those people type of deal." <laughs> yeah, I mean, there could be a definitely a couple different options here. I didn't really prepare, so I'm sure I'll think of one later on and be like, "Oh yeah, that would been that would have been a good one for yeah. sure." Foghorn Leghorn would also be pretty terrifying. Oh, dude, he's so that's he's a giant. He's racist, and it's like, oh, this guy's gonna be. Trouble. He did get, but to be fair to Foghorn Leghorn, he did get murdered in Space Jam. Yeah. So, <laughs> have you ever seen that like Space Jam mockumentary thing yeah. where they were yeah. talking about? It's like, I mean, the Toon Squad. They, I mean, they had one of their teammates literally murdered yeah. on the, and yeah. it's like they came out to play still. <laughs> they had they they were shooting guns at people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I cannot find it. I found it. I think it was, it was like a sixty a, for sixty uh, Looney like Space Jam. It or was something. like it, it was it was like a really long thing, yeah. like where it was like a legit. Yeah, it was like, really good. Full mockumentary of yeah. Space Jam. I I loved it. So that's uh, yeah. uh. Let's move into this or that. 
Time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. All right. Be the spokesman for an alcohol company or a cigarette company. Alcohol company. Cigarettes sell themselves. <laughs> I think it would be cooler to be on, on the uh, like listen i don't smoke but being a cigarette company guy it would be cool to be like, be like joe it, camel yeah it, it would be, i feel like it'd be cool like i feel like there's so many faces of alcohol companies it's like oh you're but like they're, you're they just, no longer really use, the they no longer use like celebrities for cigarettes and it's like yeah you're gonna be hated by a lot of people but you're gonna look dope. well it's i mean it's why they don't have cigarette commercials anymore is because you have to like pay for like a certain like for as many hours if you have cigarette ads like you have to pay for like uh like rehabilitation yeah. and stuff for those so like at this point they're like look man we're just getting you know, i'm just imagining like out. it starts off like you think it's a matthew mcconaughey buick commercial but it's really but it's just it's bobby joe <sighs> camel bobby camel dude just <laughs> just puff a luff and dude yeah, no, I'd say alcohol just because, you know, I would in my alcohol commercial, though, I would love to be smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what alcohol if you had if it had to be an alcohol company? Because I oh, feel like, so you know, tough. it could be like, you know, super classy or you could just go the opposite and make it like just one of those like 90s cheap. Nickelodeon's commercials. Taka, with Loco. Taka, like just <laughs> Taka Vodka. Like I'm at a I'm at like a. Uh, hibachi grill and like the guy's going to clean the grill and i snag the drink from him and just start chugging the taka uh no i think i'd have to go i think i'd have to go bourbon you know i think maker's mark i'd love to advertise i'm a maker's mark ambassador by the way so like i think i'd love to advertise for makers and like i would want my commercial me dipping a bottle you know what i'm yeah. saying and like waxing it up so i think that's what i'm going with i'm gonna i'm gonna advertise maker's mark you're going to advertise. You're not even going to smoke. You're just going to have me on and be like, hey, smoke this cigarette. I'm going to be like, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Celebrate Halloween or Christmas all year long. Easy. You got one that's easy or? Uh, no, it's not easy. Super uh, easy for me. Yeah. I guess it depends. Like, listen, if I'm getting presents all year, Christmas. If not, Halloween. I don't even care about the presents, bro. Christmas. No question. I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. I love Christmas I just lights. feel like it would make, I don't know, I feel like after a while I would get old, but like if with Halloween, you still get Christmas once a year, but then it's still Halloween all year. Yeah. I, it's even so. Like, Halloween's cool to me. Because then fine, you're like mixing but... the decorations of Christmas with the Halloween that are already out there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like a zombie Santa up on a roof. I, I could care less about, I mean, I love, I love presents. Don't get me wrong, but I could care less about the presents. Like I like the feel of Christmas. Like dude, just that two weeks before Christmas where you got that like weird fuzzy yeah. feeling and like, but would you still be getting that weird fuzzy feeling in the middle of May? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was like socially, you're constantly having your, well, you're for celebrating. You're like, you got to replace that tree like every month now. Well, you just get a, fake tree are you kidding me like i mean obviously i'm not getting real trees every month like i'm just gonna get a fake one that's true you know like i mean yes i would feel it like, carolers all year long coming up to have you had a caroler in quite some time no no nobody carols anymore bobby but you know if it's all year long people are making that a profession maybe so but like i'm just you know i'm look frank sinatra holiday pandora dude is my is my money dude yeah and i'll and I'll, every once in a while and, and like you were you kind of made the joke would you feel that in may 
there's been times in May where I've tossed on Frank Sinatra holiday Pandora. Okay. <laughs> so, so that is not crazy to me. I, I just, I enjoy it. And if, you know, you can get some, you know, eggnog year round, yeah. you can get some. Uh, I am imagining now this becoming like an apocalyptic, like dystopian future where like, if you're not celebrating Christmas, you're locked up and executed. Exactly. So you have like the Christmas uh, police coming by, but like there's a lack of Carolyn, I hear from in there. All right, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween year round would be very dangerous in my mind because then, like, I feel like crime would go up because yeah. then you could always be dressed up yeah. and it's like socially acceptable but to at be the dressed same time, up. You know, suicides skyrocket during Christmas. Does that mean? I mean, does that mean suicides are going up all year long, or is it still just? I you just know, feel like I shouldn't comment when I want to <laughs> comment. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know, but uh, you know, like. Probably, but you know, you my know, thing yeah. is like with Halloween, like I like Halloween because like, you know, and other people like it and I, I enjoy it, I guess. But like, I, you know, my rule is like, I like to dress for when I dress up for Halloween, I want to dress up in like normal clothes that I can turn into a costume. Yeah. So I don't like getting dressed up and like getting decorated up and stuff. Yeah. So either way, I think like. The, the the candy companies are would be excited for either one of these. They're excited, yeah. They're they're no doubt, no doubt. Eggnog and uh, boiled custard, though they're they're like finally we fine <laughs> purity is like hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move into what are you binging? Uh, man, I've been watching a lot of this uh, show called Castlevania on Netflix. I watched the first season a long time ago. Finally, getting caught up. Uh, it's a decent. It's a like a retelling of the Dra- Dracula story. It's based off an old video game. Pretty good. Man. Is it like a like a cartoon? Yeah, it's, animated. It, it, it's, an, yeah animated. it's an adult anime and it's it's really I mean, it's I've are, heard it's good. I'm just not. Yeah, it's just never really. It was never really my thing. Yeah, but like it's I've a, heard it's, it's a niche, good. Yeah. Though. Uh, me, I have finished Band of Brothers. Uh, amazing. Yeah. So good. Can't so wait good. to start the Pacific. Finish Mighty Duck game. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Bro, if. I keep telling you this. Get up on that. It's so good, dude. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, what I've been binging alcohol-wise, pretty much anything, if it comes in a form with alcohol in it, uh, you know, things have been cranking up uh, a little bit more in town and stuff. And so I've been doing a lot more things and uh, I've just been drinking anything and everything. I uh, went with our, our buddy Parente to Nadine's hermitage haven and bro it was awesome i had the hot chicken sandwich it was really good the owners are from philly so i need to go try a philly cheesesteak they got like a buffalo chicken philly dude it was sounds real good it was real good and they're like open like super weird hours because they have like a really good breakfast too they're only open like wednesday to sunday from like 8 a.m to 8 (laughs) p.m so it's like really weird off hours Loved it though. I'm uh, definitely going to shout them out. So, let's all right, let's uh, let's wrap up with what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right, everyone, we need to have a chat. Things are starting to open back up now. We are starting to go back to live sporting events. Don't be that asshole that ruins it for everyone. Because, yeah, you know what? There are times when fans' actions should result in arrest, 
getting kicked out, getting banned for life. But when it starts happening a lot, then the things that maybe shouldn't end in arrest or maybe shouldn't end in a ban for life, you know, maybe just getting in a small altercation with another fan, you know, maybe you get thrown into a junk tank, then that, then that, the, all of those things turn into getting banned for life and it makes it hard for everyone. And also it's, listen, I, we know, we all know we've been, you know, locked up inside for a long time, but don't be the fan that, that ruins it for all the other fans, you know, don't ruin, listen, People pay a lot of money for tickets. Don't ruin the guys next to you and their family's time because you got drunk and wanted to throw popcorn and then someone's then that guy next to you's getting knocked out by Ron Artest. Like, <laughs> don't be that guy. So agreed one hundred percent. don't ruin it for the rest of us. Everybody else the rest of us just want to get really drunk and, you know, Heckle. not and and not get arrested, you know? Love it. Uh, the new Sonic commercials are trash. I, you know, bring back the two guys. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Those guys were hilarious yeah. and they were fun. And they're trying to do that with like different groups of people now. And it just doesn't work. Like there was a, there was like one where there's these three, I guess they're trying to be stoner guys or something. It was like, uh, it was like, what, what would you be your, uh, cowboy phrase if, uh, if you were, you know, what's your favorite cowboy phrase? And one guy was like, yeehaw. Well, like, that's the only cowboy phrase that I'm aware of. Right. <laughs> and so like the other guy was like, was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, yours would be yippee. And I was like, what? I and he was like, he was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you literally texted me yippee earlier. And he's like, oh, I did text you yippee earlier. It was just bad. That's dumb. It was rough. It it's was dumb. rough. I, you know, bring back the guys, dude. Bring back, bring them back. All so, right. Well, all right, guys, we will see you guys in two weeks. But before we leave, one last time. I agree with Stephen A. Smith <laughs> so much. All right, everyone. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace. Have a great two weeks. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod.